Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Good afternoon, and this is Patty Holstrom, and this is KWAD Radio. We're on live today with Steve again. We had him on, uh, well, about a month and a half ago on his new book, Aloha. And he just came out with the second book, he and his partner, Dennis. And the, this book is called Adios. And I really got a kick out of his idea and his his, his idea on Aloha. And really looking forward to talking to him about Adios. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am, Patty. It's nice to talk to you again. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that uh, I really enjoyed last time, and, and your whole idea is just, uh, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to about it. Oh, that's great. We have had a absolute fun time with this trilogy, and uh, uh, Audios has been even more fun than Aloha, um, because we continue to uh, deal with these gigantic problems that the United States has and with this president's administration figure out new ways to solve them. And they're not always the way that uh, normal people might think, but uh, we have put together some pretty creative solutions to these problems. <laughs> it certainly gives some uh, some fodder for your story when you've got so many things that you can pull from. Yes, it it's been great in that regard, um, and it's been very topical. Uh, when we wrote Aloha, we did not have a clue that the national debt would be almost fifteen uh, billion dollars by the time we got got there, and yet that was something we created, and then we solved it by selling the Hawaiian Islands to the Chinese. And in Adios, we now go after the huge issue of illegal immigration and the Mexican drug cartels and their power and their influence on the United States and their tie to Al-Qaeda. So we've jumped off on another gigantic set of issues. Well, that and that really is the sign of the times, is that you know, things that you are going through with your book is definitely uh, keys to some things that you know we've been talking about. Yeah, there there are they are all based upon kind of real issues, but we have um with Adios, we have uh, uh it continues with the saga that we created in the beginning. You have now for the first time an openly gay president in the White House. He's coming up on his second year. Uh, of of being elected, uh, the question is, uh, will the United States stand for a gay president that's come out of the biggest closet in the world? Um, <laughs> if so, what does it take to get him elected? And that's that's a part of what this book deals with, and it goes on to uh, to look at the uh, effect of of selling the Hawaiian Islands to the Chinese and its impact on the 1.5 
million American citizens that live there, and how do they, how does this administration deal with that? And uh, using a uh, what I will call a heroine and her two kids, we um, go after the Mexican drug cartels. Uh, we reveal a lot about them that um, uh, we didn't even know when we started writing the book, uh, but their power and their influence over the drug trade, uh, human trafficking, and illegal immigration is pretty amazing. So that's all tied into this uh, into this book. Now let's backtrack a little bit, okay? Those for those people who have not listened to our first story, our first our interview a few months mm-hmm. ago. Um, Aloha came up. I mean, you, tell us about you and Dennis. Well, Dennis and I are business partners. We have a human resource consulting company in California. Uh, Den is a very, very uh, strong reader of fiction novels, and um, he probably reads two or three a week. And I read some of the same authors, but I might read two or three a month. Uh, But coming back from lunch uh, last fall in September, a year ago, I had mentioned to him, I said, you know, Dan, if you can ever come up with some wild, crazy idea that nobody's ever thought about before, I can write the book. And it wasn't more than two weeks later that he said, I've got it. And that was what started Aloha. And uh, that it, it just was neither one of us would say we are a professional writer. Den's a very creative guy, and I can write, and off we went. And uh, we'd never done it before. Um, now, when I finished the first book, uh, Aloha, then he said, well, you're not done yet. I mean, we can't leave people just hanging there not knowing what's going to happen. So you have to write a second one. And when we finished with the second one, he said, oh, no, it has to be a trilogy. So that's how we got three books. And the third book is Goodbye, and it is being edited now um, and uh, will be probably published in February. So it's it's written, it's being edited, and, and I think I'm – there are two or three people who now know how this, the whole thing ends, and I don't even think my partner is one of them. So it's been great fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, your editor always should find out first. That's That's who should find out. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just so uh we've had a wonderful go with our with our business and um this was just an, a novelty on the side that we said, you know, maybe we could do this and maybe we could come up with it and and when we had this these incredible subject matters going on with the national debt uh in, out in California the the proposition 8 measure on same-sex marriage, which is working its way through the court system, Um, we just suddenly had uh, all this food for thought to be able to write a a political thriller trilogy, and that's what we did. You know, I I was thinking what category your stories were, and I actually was thinking political satire, because you're kind of poking fun, yet, you know, like you said before, with the with Aloha, you say it seems so outlandish, and yet you stop and say, "Wait a minute." That's right, Patty. We I, we have right. had 
so many people, and I think a couple of them that have reviewed the book and and left their comments on Amazon or wherever, uh, have said, you know, I started out reading this book and it was kind of whimsical, and I thought, wow, this is just a crazy idea. And by the time I finished the book, I thought, you know, this this isn't such a bad idea. We've <laughs> we've always been a purchaser of of property. What's wrong with selling an asset? And it got a lot of people thinking, and I think that's what we have tried to do with each of these. Uh, we're, we're dealing with the out-of-the-closet president. That gets people thinking on uh, both sides of the spectrum. We're, and, of course, that's a national issue. And with, now with uh, Audios, we're, we're going right at um, illegal immigration. And, and how do you practically come up with a solution to that if you are a president that's in office? So. Yeah, and of course, that's specifically hot talking here in Arizona. Yes, it sure is because you're right on the border. Right and, on the border. Yeah. And uh, our solution and our president's solution um, is not to build big walls, but it is to come up with another way. And that other way is outlined in the book, uh, along with this Bruce Gavin's, uh, who is the 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 new president that beat Obama in the election. Uh, his political strategy, even though he's a Republican, is to ignore the far right and ignore the far left and put together a political strategy that the real people uh, in the middle who think pretty much the same uh, could accept. And and that's that's the premise of how we did this. So that brings me to just think about this. You know, we talk a little bit about the fact that your idea of perhaps it would take somebody different to uh, who thinks a little differently to be able to actually solve these problems. I think there's a. I think you make a good point. I think that um, as we look at politics today, um, people are etched in one side or the other, and. Uh, and now one side or the other isn't two, it's maybe four with those that are really etched in a philosophy and those that are kind of etched in, uh, on one side and the same thing on the other. So you you almost need um, somebody who who's willing to think way outside the box and is not going to be worrying about all of the political risks it takes to try to come up with a, a solution. So... Um, ours was yeah. is pretty interesting, <laughs> and in the last book we haven't. In the last book, of course, we have to deal with um, another major topic that is going on, and that's wars and uh, its effect on people and um, politics and um, and the introduction of of this terrible Al Qaeda threat, which hasn't gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've kind of uh, managed to unturn, uh, overturn a lot of rocks here, and come up with new ways to think about them. It reminds me that my father said something today. He said that we're not allowed to to say the word terrorist or terrorism. <laughs> and I go, I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, are we going so extreme to the other side that we? are now to the point where we can even openly discuss these major issues that we need to discuss. Well, so, I think there are some people that have gone way, way over to one side or the other. Yeah. And we've, and, we've tried to ignore those points of view because they don't win. 
um, and to focus in on practical kind of common sense, maybe out of the ordinary solutions to some of these big problems. And uh, we've done it by knitting a story together that takes this president from uh, from the time he's born uh, through the last book, I think uh, Bruce Gavin in the final book is probably somewhere in his late 70s. So we've managed to to go through a fair amount of time, and and we did the same thing with the uh, with the president of the People's Republic of China. Um, one of the things that you and I talked about in our last opportunity to to be on your show was the character development and in Aloha one of the things we had to do was to establish characters that would be lasting and had a trust and you can't do that by uh, not knowing a person and so in Aloha you watch these people grow up you see how they've come together how they met how a trust is built and it's out of that that some of these solutions um, occur um, so, uh, in, in, when you get into adios, it's a much quicker read in that um, you'll roll through it because it's you don't have to deal with with the character introduction. You don't have to build them. You know who these characters are, and while there are new characters coming into the book all the time, uh, the old ones are the ones that are kind of the the skeleton, you know, that on which the the rest of the whole body of work is based. So. It's been really fun, and I think one of the best compliments we've had is a couple of people who have said to us, you know, I can see these people now. I know what they look like. Um, uh, you know, and that, that, I think, for somebody who's, you know, kind of a non-writer who wrote, uh, that's what I was hoping I could do is create an image that people could see and, and could believe that these were who these people were. So the big question to me is, has anybody come forward and asked you to make this into a movie? Well, interestingly enough, um, the, there were two or three comments on the website that, I mean on Amazon, that said this should be a movie. And uh, we do know that uh, one of the writers at Paramount looked at it and considered it and talked to her boss about it, but because... She wasn't sure about political thrillers at this juncture that uh, they wrote a very, very interesting letter back and that came through a, f a family referral. And we've also had another inquiry by um, a, a company that makes movies in China. And uh, they're out of um, Southern California. And uh, I know that they have asked for both copies of the book and are reading them now to see if there is enough continuity that they could get a screenplay out of them. I have no clue if anything would ever happen, but I do believe that the content of the books, the trilogy, is the kind of a thing that could make for a very interesting movie. Yeah, I can imagine that it would, it would make an interesting July movie, you know, summer blockbuster kind of thing. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be it would be really fun. But the, this whole thing um, <laughs> hasn't been about trying to sell a book or 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 make a movie. It has been about a kind of a a fun project to say, could we do this? And uh, if so, would it be interesting? Would people really like it? And I think what we found out so far is that uh, people like it. People have had a great time with it. Um, 
And um, so that that's just been the most rewarding part, I think, when you get a review. Uh, even one of the reviewers that uh, that uh, has a, a pretty extensive uh, show uh, rated it in the top 60 fiction novels of uh, of 2011, and he was talking about Aloha. So that was very, very exciting for us. Well, I think that that is definitely true. That one thing that an, uh, a publisher will look at is how timely the story is. <laughs> because even though yours is a fiction, uh, it, they always say there's a truth is stranger than fiction type of thing. That's a, that's a saying. And so you think, okay, yes, it's fiction, and you would think that it would need to be timely, but it is. It is very timely. I, I think all of the subjects that we're dealing with are happening today. In fact, more so than we ever envisioned when we, when Den created the idea. Uh, <clears throat> so it's been uh, kind of remarkable in that regard how uh, most of this stuff has come true. Yeah, I was watching The View the other day, and they were uh, going after uh, the fact that some of these new can- candidates have been married, you know, two or three times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess this wouldn't be a problem for <laughs> for your President Gavin here. <laughs> no, I think part of the fun part of that is... Um, whether there has ever been a gay president or not, who knows? But in this particular case, our new president uh, does come out of the closet, even though he'd been married for 30 years, um, but never understood his sexuality. And, of course, uh, to make it even more complicated, he's in love with a Catholic priest in Washington, D.C. And the storyline there is that if same-sex marriage is upheld by the Supreme Court, again, dealing with a real issue, then it's quite possible that the new president could marry the Catholic priest, and we'd have the first man in the White House instead of the first lady. That is, it, it, <laughs> again, it's like, okay, this is probably a subject we're going to get, like, totally blasted for, but... <laughs> <laughs>
sat down with Ben's idea and I wrote the first chapter, which was uh, maybe seven or eight typewritten single-space pages. And then I would stop and think about it. And one of the things that you have said before, uh, and I have read, is you said, you know, if you're a writer, don't stop writing. Don't try to be an editor at the same time. Write. And then go back and edit. Well, that's basically what I've done. And then when I finish a chapter, I would sit down and say, well, what should happen next? And once I had it in my mind, I'd sit down and write another chapter. And uh, it just so happens that each book is just about the same. I have 31 or 32 chapters in each book. Uh, Each book, I think, in a 6 by 9 book is about... 260 or 270 pages, so it's a very easy two-night or three-night read. Um, but it it it, it just—I uh, did not know in the beginning what these characters were going to do or what they were going to look like. But as I wrote, they were, as you said, inside of me, and all of a sudden, uh, they're real people. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to have certain feelings about them, so that when you get into the final book and called Goodbye and certain things have to happen, you're not very happy about it as a writer. No. You know, I'm going, wait, I don't want this to happen. (laughs) Yeah, bad things have to happen because that's reality. And, yeah, and <laughs> we you you can tell uh, that Ben and I have had such a great time with this project because on the back cover of the books where where they have the pictures of the authors yeah, yeah, in yeah. The, in Aloha as you know we were in uh, Hawaiian shirts with lays on and mm-hmm. in Adios we have sombreros and serapes and in Goodbye we're in black golf shirts. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to tell you what's in Goodbye. Oh, well, of course not. You're going to make me wait. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's fun about uh, fiction is that, uh, and if you're a fiction author, you, it's like that. You start developing these people on the page, and they start writing it for you. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of truth in what you just said. That's at least yeah. that's my experience of what happened to me. Yeah, and I've known some fiction authors who looked at me and said, "Well, you're crazy. What are you talking about?" And I said, "Well, then of course I read their story and realized what the problem was." But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, what you just described is exactly what happened to me. And uh, then you you build these these people, and um, you know, in in Adios, you you now have a new heroine. Um, a Mexican woman who, uh, because of the drug cartels, is now a single parent who has a mission, uh, which is incredibly dangerous. Uh, and every step of the way, um, uh, her life and that of her children are are in danger. And all of a sudden, you know, you're you're really trying to think like, well, what would be going through this person's mind, and you become them. Yeah, so to speak, that's true. That's true, and of course, you you know because you're taking a main character, uh, that's you do. You are part of that main character, even if it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's you 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 try to understand what their fears are, mm-hmm. uh, what their concerns are. Um, it, that kind of intensity has to come come out um, as you build your storyline. 
and I think we got it pretty well in um, in Audios, and I think in it we've created uh, three or four more very memorable players that that become a part of the world of this administration. And you've got yourself a decent, a really good editor, by the way. <laughs> well, we're we're learning. Den is an editor. He is the final editor of us. So we have two or three people that help us along the way. But Den's role was to create the idea and then let me write it, and then he does the final edit before before we go to print with it. And uh, and it, it seems it it works just very well. It's kind of how our partnership is already has worked so well over these last 18 years where I have a certain skill base so that's not his and he has one and there's total trust and off we go and that's kind of what happened with these books is that he created the idea I went out and wrote them he edited them and off we go and then and obviously you're doing the marketing well I would love to say that that I that we are we have a publicist uh, Randy Feldman, who has been so helpful to a new writer, um, she's been and she is in Florida. I think she works with two authors at a time or thereabouts. Um, without a publicist, if you are a first-time writer and you know because you've been in the business for quite a mm-hmm. while, um, but for those of us who don't, it would be impossible to know what to do with a book. If you're a writer and you suddenly think, gosh, I'm going to write a book and I'm just going to take it down to the bookstore and they'll put it on the shelf and it'll be a bestseller, those are dreams yeah. that don't come true. No, I know. And, I keep and it, it takes somebody who is knowledgeable that can get your book out in front of people, have have us have the opportunity to talk to people like you, which we would have never known about. Um just wouldn't have had a clue and uh, for those that you know might think well here the bookstore is going to display this as a local author and splash it all over no you you might have the spine showing up on a shelf um, where no one's going to ever see it so it, it really is important on on how you market it we have been lucky because the the theme of the books is all so topical and as right. you said they're real issues today, so that helps. Yes, and the fact that it's timely is is really uh, probably a key, and probably one reason why Randy had no problem saying yes, I, I will definitely take this book or this series on and and help you guys get it promoted. Yeah, and she's been great, and I uh, I, I say that to anybody who asks me that you know if we wouldn't have known about Randy without another writer telling us that. Mm. Uh, this is a person who might be really interested in your book, and um, sure enough, she she was and has been most helpful to us. And boy, I'd recommend her to any new writer that wants to try to get some some public um, exposure to what their work is. And she's been in business for a while too, so that's yes, about. she has. Very well, much you got to so. go with people who know what you're doing, and uh, you know, even if that is somebody who's been like plugging along finding out things as uh as a lot of us have done uh exactly. and then of course share it with others 
Exactly, and I mean, it, you, we, we, um, as a result of of learning, we've created a website that's called AlohaTrilogy.com, where anybody can go there and read about the books, the theme, where this is going. They can blog with the new president if they want. Um, all of that is is all fun. They can they can see reviews of the book on on the website. Um, and these are all things we wouldn't have known to do. Um, so that AlohaTrilogy.com is a is a good source. You can buy the books through there. It's all all kinds of stuff. Well, you're blogging with the president. That that was an interesting. You, you can blog with the president <laughs> with President Bruce Gavin. There you go. And, and so that <laughs> made, that made it very. That's a diff, different idea. It's a different idea yeah. than marketing. So. That after goodbye, where do you go from here? I don't have a clue. Uh, my commitment was to to my partner to get the the trilogy written. Um, I think we'll just see where it goes. Um, we have had so much fun with it, as I have said that uh, it, it, it it's just been great. I mean, we have the three of I mean that we that both of us have posters of the covers in our in our offices framed and it's just been a great go and whether we could do that again and repeat it or whether we would um try to carry on uh we certainly have enough characters now that if i wanted to take off again i could do it um but this the final book closes a, a lot of chapters and um in this saga, and I, I don't know where what will happen after that. I think we'll time will tell. Uh, you know, as you said, wouldn't it be great fun if somebody decided, gee, I could take these and turn them into a screenplay? Then it would be really fun. Yeah, and and I, I really think that's probably going to happen uh, again because of the timeliness and and things are happening. They they might very well want to change some things, but uh, they. That's something that uh, I know. I've talked to a lot of authors about that. I've, I know a lot of science fi authors who, uh, you know, who have had their books made into movies, and they've all advised to, when that happens, let it go. Yeah. Because yeah, they, I, I can see that that the, you you've done what you did to get the door open. Let them take it from there. Yeah, and not to be offended when they right. change your characters and when they take out characters that you wanted in. Right. That, that's unfortunately part of the business. Yeah, I think you have to have a little bit of a of a tougher skin when you are an author or an artist. I mean, you are susceptible to criticism. We've had a lot of people rate our book as five stars and say all kinds of wonderful things, but we've also offended a couple of people uh you know particularly when it comes to the gay issues in the catholic church and uh oh, that's sure. to be expected oh it definitely be expected uh and, and the thing is that no matter what you write uh you know i mean look at the bible <laughs> that's right yeah you got people who who love and hate it so that's that's, that's, that's right the, Nature. We've had a lot more love on this deal than hate, but that's uh, you, you certainly get both parts of the puzzle. Uh, yes, you do. So, 
uh, and they they also say that uh, when it comes to getting you know reviews that you really need to be uh, kind of equal. So you're gonna you need to have ones, and you also need to have fives. <laughs> so that way people can really say, hey, they didn't have their friends writing these reviews; they had real people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, I can guarantee you that my wife and daughter uh, and son have not written a review and put it in the. But I'm sure a couple of them sound like it could be them. But um, we've had some great, great uh, reviews come in on our book. And now I think there's even one in on Audios, and Audios obviously just came out. So I think uh, someone has reviewed it positively. So it's good. I just ha- I just got it in my hands, and so it's been raining here in Arizona, believe it or not. I so. wish you could send some of it to California. <laughs> we have not had any rain, and I'm boy, do sure. we need it. Usually, usually when you when you guys get rain in California, it eventually comes over here. I know. It, we it's coming up from the from the south, apparently. Yeah, we've had wind and dry. Everything's dried out, and no yeah. no rain at all. And last year it was just the opposite. So uh, it's been a weird weather year so far. It is. We have a place up in the, the mountains, and last year we're at 7,500 feet, and last year there was 57 cumulative feet of snow at the place. That's uh-huh. how much snow we had in the Sierras last year. So this year, so far, not much. So. And that's so strange because here in Arizona, uh, Snowball opened early. <laughs> Three yeah, of the four mountains did. opened early, which is unusual for us in Arizona. You know, yeah, we have amazing. snow in snow in Scottsdale. <clears throat> amazing, amazing. <laughs> so yeah, the weather changes, and and so does everything else. And a lot like the stories that you have here, you've got some deep ideas that uh, some of it, it just like you think is just is too far out there, but then you you bring it in, and say, well, wait a minute, this this may very well be. Truth is stranger than fiction, kind of thing. And yeah, I think you'll see in in audios we've introduced the the possibility of Al Qaeda and and the use of a dirty bomb to um, kill people. And uh, and when you start to research that kind of stuff, yeah. it, it's so prevalent on the internet that. Um, you can almost learn how to do it. And um, I was amazed as I started reading about it. <laughs> the same thing yeah. went about the research into the drug cartels. I mean, they're just not nice people. And uh, You do and, realize that you're now on somebody's list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you, and, you you know, when you're writing, you're, you're trying to, we try to capture as much kind of, substantive fact as we can mm-hmm. uh, just to make the story m- more interesting. So there were two subjects where you went, whoa, um, this is this is going to be different and and how do you make the them the way they are in the in the reader's mind? And I think we did a pretty good job of that. Well that's that's the thing. Why why would you I mean you you dealt with some deep subject there, Al Qaeda because that, of course, is so so uh, prominent in our society right now, our thoughts. Right. Um, yeah, it's just another one of the 
topical subjects that are real and uh, you know the possibility of a dirty bomb going off is real um, when you how to make them and how to do it and gee there are manuals that you could figure that out with I think off the yeah. internet now so I know. I know. it's pretty amazing uh, I, I've had friends who actually pulled those off. <laughs> yeah. And I said, oh, man, you guys are just on somebody's list, and I don't want to tell you. <laughs> and I, that's another thing about being a, a first-time author. Uh, you, you, you don't realize, when even when you're writing fiction, how much research you really do have to do to build yeah. a storyline. You and I and, talked about that before. And it, it's it, it it's more than people think, and it's more than just Wikipedia. It, it's understanding kind of what's going on, seeing articles that are current, facts, um, and then trying to build them into your into your fictional story. What I find is is that the patterns, uh, the, uh, fiction authors see patterns, and so when we start. We start researching things, and things start making sense, or little tidbits that we pull off and say, "Well, what if?" Uh huh. And then they start falling into, as I would put, our puzzles pieces are coming together to make that picture. Mm-hmm. And even it's a scary one. <laughs> I think that that's right. Uh, at least that's what we found, or I found, particularly in doing it. Uh, there's a lot of puzzle pieces, and you they have to fit together. Um, but you you have them. It's a little bit like a you know uh, a puzzle where they're they're all loose and and they have mm-hmm. to come together at some point. So where do you niche them in? I mean, one of the criticisms I got a little bit of constructive help in Aloha was flashbacks. You know, you have to be careful not to have too many where people yeah. get confused. But but on the other hand, um, this is not a story that I could write that was a straight start and go straight to the end. Um, you had to go from one one country to another, from one player to another. And, and you know, there is a tendency that you could get um, too many of those, which would be confusing. Um, uh, and, and we tried to, to not do that as much as we could in terms of uh, too many of them, but we definitely have them and we have to have them in the way that my writing style worked. Well, I think that what you're doing is you're writing like you would, like as if you were writing for a movie. So you're seeing it in your mind and you say, well, I've got to go flashback here because we need to get some backstory. Yes, I think that's right. That's what I've. That's right. Uh, you're reading my mind today. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. I, I, I do. I, I, you know, it has to be filled in, and um, it has to be complete. So uh, that's, that's one it. way to. That's, that's one of the fiction authors' uh, arsenal is flashbacks. Yeah, but I, I agree. If you have too many, it'd be, it'd be, it gets confusing. It does, and tried to I've tried to learn as I've gotten help in that regard. I think we're we're much better than I was in the very beginning because I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, but um, we're 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 proud of both books, and um, I'm tickled about the last one and how we draw this whole thing to a conclusion. So it's it's that been is amazing, fun. isn't it? Here you've gone through this journey. 
with with these uh, with these characters, and all of a sudden the the, the picture, as we put it, are, all the pieces are coming together in the third book. Yes. If yeah, you did your, if you did it right. <laughs> I hope I did. Uh, it, it does. Uh, the other thing that we've had great fun with is the cover of the books. Um, yeah. We on Aloha, you have the beautiful white sandy beach with the exactly. waves coming in and the island scene and. Right in the middle of the beach is a for sale sign. <laughs> yeah, if it is simplistic, yeah, so so effective. <laughs> <laughs> and in Adios, you have uh, a, a single woman with a boy on one hand and a girl on the other, looking out at a desert uh, at a at a road sign that says Portland, Oregon, one thousand one hundred miles, and the other one says points the other way. It says drug cartels everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, great, yeah. great. It looks fun. like Arizona. You're looking at there. But. <laughs> well, when you see where they cross, maybe that's the case. Yeah, that's just fun. That's fun. So. It's fun to, so it's fun to be a fiction author. And that now that you have been bitten by that, I have a feeling that you're going to wind up seeing characters in your head and and seeing other stories come to pass in the future for you. Who knows? It could it could be this one has sure been uh just just great. I I don't know how else to describe it other than fun. Uh it just you know, if we sell some books, wonderful. Uh but it it's it's been a really great time and you know, a lot of the things that you knit into to your stories are are things that you've experienced in your life uh, mm-hmm. geographic mm-hmm. locations things that are important to you uh, along the way things that you've been interested in kind of kind of all get included uh, along the way and that's definitely true with me our biases as well as things we love and hate you know <laughs> they they all seem to get in there one way or the other through one author uh, through one character or another yes that, that I think that's true, and uh, you know it's it's uh, I, I don't I I've, I really enjoyed the the continuity of the new president's staff and the role that they play in helping him be the best that he can be. That that is a whole new I, I didn't didn't know how that was all going to work out, but he has to have a chief of staff. There has to be a huge amount of trust. I made his chief of staff a woman who went to Stanford with him. Um, uh, brilliant, not particularly attractive. Uh, very, very with it, tough lady. Um, we combined in his administration people that had rocket science brains with people that were street smart <laughs> and didn't go to school. So, and they all respect each other for what they bring to the table, which is also another nice thing. Hmm. <laughs> so, one of the things we haven't talked about yet is immigration. Yes. How did you kind of handle that? Well, I can uh, in the book I can tell you what what our idea is, and then it gets all flushed out. But but basically, the way it gets handled in the uh, in the book is that um, anyone who is in the United States today is here. 
they also will be issued a national ID card that every single person will have. The national ID card has on it your identification with picture, fingerprint, or whatever else is on it. I don't even remember how. But um, you can't do anything without a national ID card, meaning you can't get on a bus, you can't buy groceries, you can't do anything unless you show your national ID card. Um, and uh, for those that are here, and because you're getting issued a national ID card, you're also being issued a Social Security number, which you have got to start paying taxes immediately on any income you make in the United States. You have, if you're illegal, um, two years in which to attend the government's um, seminars on becoming a citizen. And you must attend those things, and you must become a citizen within a two-year period. If you don't, your ID card will expire, and you will, you will uh, be unable to do anything in the U United States. Um, so what we did is we 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 created a, a situation where um, if you're an employer and you hire anybody who does not have a national ID card, then um, and and that and that comes out, which it will, um, then uh, because the other employees would probably report them, uh, but but the. Um, you would be warned once, and, and if, in fact, you continued to do it, you'd lose your business. And so we took a very tough stand, but we did it by not saying we have to kick people out that are here. We did it by saying, okay, people are here, they're human beings, they have children, they have feelings, they have all of these other things. Yes, they may have gotten here illegally, but that's the way this country was built is with a lot of immigrants. So what we're saying is make them a citizen, make them start paying taxes, and make it so that uh, you've got an ID card that, that simply can't be forged and changed. And um, it becomes part of the culture. So a whole different approach. Hmm. And, and that's a really interesting way to do it because, again, like you said, people are people and they're humans, and we need to treat them like that, and uh, they, they're here already. That's so, that's what we did. We said, okay, let's find a common sense approach to this. Let's not build bigger walls. Let's not jump up and down in this administration in our book and say, um, out with them all. You know, let's be real here. And right. let's try to say, we need income, so we get income by taxes. Right. So if somebody's working here illegally, we want them paying Social Security. We, we, right. I mean, we want to pay them into the, into the system. Right. So that's okay. how we've done it. And and that's probably why it's the only thing is that I would have changed is, is that if they do an ID, it's all, there's always going to be somebody who, who can uh, get around that. So they're going to have to actually probably change the ID on a regular basis. Well, I leave that to the people who are really bright. We just kind of try <laughs> to figure out how we would do it. And then we say this is an ID that can't be forged. It can't be. Um, so it's got all kinds of whatever it has to have on it. Uh, As you say that, I, I know at least six people personally <laughs> trying to find a way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, again, it's just Stephen Den trying to create creative solutions for today's problem and have the our fictional administration solve them. I mean, you know... Uh, 
it's there there are you know there are issues that will carry on in audios that that are very important if you uh if you sell china i mean if you sell hawaii to the chinese and the chinese are taking it over then so is their educational system which is totally different than the us educational system so how do you do that how do you transition in without huge amounts of conflict and protest so how do you integrate that um what would it take to make that happen and could it happen um so we're solving those issues as we go along in in the book there's a lot of really tough issues i mean gun control is a a particular uh, issue right now and of course if you have the cartels you've got gun runners as well yes not, not just about drugs it's about guns as well yeah, they're the the cartel that we create in our book has specialties, and one of them is weapons, and one of them is human trafficking, and the other one is drugs. Mm-hmm. And with those three, you pretty much touch all the bases. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so your political views, particularly. Uh, are you you don't are you trying not to lean one way or the other? Are you trying to be like your character right in the middle? I think so. You know, I think the older that you become, and I just turned sixty five, so I my wife and I now have a Medicare card. Um, yeah. That I, I think we those of us that have been around for a while become more issue oriented. We're not labeled a Republican or a Democrat, and we're not willing to just march down the road that some political party says, this is the road you will march on. Um, I think we're much more issue-oriented. And um, I think that in my own life that um, I find that I'm um, much more issue-oriented and trying to come up with, uh, well, what, what makes logical sense here? Um, and what I just heard, building a bigger wall to stop immigration doesn't make logical sense to me. So then you go, well, what does? And so I think part of the philosophy of, uh, that comes across in our books is there's some of that. I mean, I don't think we sat around thinking very hard about it. It just kind of came out of my head, but, um, but I think that as a, in my own sense, I think I'm far more issue-oriented. I mean, I I have strong feelings about certain things that Democrats like, and I have strong feelings about certain things Republicans like. So I'm not either one or the other. So when this story came out and you were and you were developing it, did Den- you sit down with Dennis and say, "Hey, I got you know these things I want to flush out with you"? And no. did you guys talk about it? No, really? No, we didn't. Well, he came up with a broad idea at the beginning of each book. And he said, okay, I think now we have to deal with uh, drug cartels and the dirty bomb issue. Um, the rest of it is all out of my head. Um, the same thing for Adios. We're going we're gonna to sell the Hawaiian Islands to the Chinese, and you'll just figure out how that happens. Uh, and it's going to get us out of national debt because we're going to get $13 trillion for it in cash, and the national debt's going to be $15 trillion by the time you do it. No, the rest of it is just out of my head, and then when Den comes back in, he edits. So 
and we didn't uh we haven't talked through the book anywhere along the way it's it's exactly as i said in goodbye even though the first two editors have been through it uh he has not done the final edit and therefore he hasn't read the book yet Ah. So he so he doesn't so he doesn't know what the ending can be. Yet. He doesn't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I keep laughing at him. I said, "You you haven't got a clue how how this thing ends." That's <laughs> uh, great. Well, I I find that it's it's good sometimes to have uh, an author, uh, another writer around me that I have for partner, and we kind of kick around ideas and you know. I'll flush out, like I have a brand new series that I just started, and I start talking to him about these uh, key elements, and, and he starts talking, and I'm going like, no, 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 it can't go that way because of this, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've never, I, did, I didn't have that. Uh, you know, you'd say a co-collaborator. Yes, that's true in the beginning, because he gets all the credit for the idea. Um and uh but once that once that happened then my head took over and that was just sit down and write and when i finished the first one he said oh you're not done sit down and write some more so it's been really really fun so there's no particular subject so far that he has said boy this is this is going to be we might we might very well be crucified for this no in <laughs> fact um i think uh, he, one of Den's great kids is gay and uh, very successful in New York, and therefore I'm sure that's why Prop 8 came out. And and his in his idea bank was based on his own experience to say, hey, this is real. This is a real issue. My kid's a good kid. I mean, let's 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 deal with let's let's introduce a character that that is gay. And so uh, it all kind of comes from you know you think with what you know and. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's part of where his some of his thinking has come. So uh, it, it, it just so happens that we've kind of hit on all of these national issues that mm-hmm. um, this new president and his staff are trying to deal with. I think one of the most fascinating uh, side of, of the adios is how does the guy get reelected? Um mm-hmm. In Aloha, there is a deal done uh, because he needs to have Senate approval in the United States to to sign a treaty that um, will will be held in law. And without that approval, he can't get it. Well, when you've been flushed out of the biggest closet in the world um, and you've got 30 senators from the South that aren't very happy about that, how do you get the approval? What are the trade-offs? And how do you get reelected? And uh, you know, there there are those issues that um, are are very, you know, real issues that could happen today um, in our political system. So here we we dealt with them, and uh, that requires a political strategy. Um, how are you going to get him reelected? And what were the terms of the deal that he did? And yeah. so on and so forth. Those pieces that we were talking about. All the pieces, exactly. exactly. Is there is there anything that you, as we're coming on our, near the end of our hour here, and the question is, is there anything that you didn't touch on uh, as, as being political issues 
of today that you either avoided or wish you could have gotten to? Um, a great question. I, I don't know the answer to that because um, I've never really sat down to think, did we miss any major issues that that are at the forefront? Uh, because we got the national debt, uh, we, we got the problem associated with with Mexico and the drug cartels and illegal immigration and uh, all the impact that's having economically on us. We we definitely got the war. We definitely got the terrorism side of that in, all of which are real problems. We got the gay issue in. Uh, so I think in the course of the books, we haven't missed too many things that were... Um, that are critical that that we haven't tried to to deal with. Although we didn't ever sit down and make a list, um, I think pretty much we may have touched on most of them. Um, and in the political strategy that Bruce Gavin and his staff set up, um, it touches on every single major issue that's going on that the electorate um, is interested in. So we've tried to touch all of those along the way. Um, some of them we, we we didn't deal with other than basically on the surface, but uh, they, they're they in the book. Um, okay. You know, huge wealth differences between the 19-year-old kid that signs the $87 million um, basketball contract when he hasn't been able to get through high school versus the guy that graduated from Stanford and is trying to find a job. You know, those yeah. are re- real strange anomalies in our system, and and I didn't I didn't get into some of that as as much as I could have at at certain times, but those are issues that are there. Right, but most people read it and say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, that's as far as we get with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's thing I was thinking is something more deeper, but yeah. So obviously, you had to deal with the religious issues. Yes, um, that's. Uh, I think that's. W- w- I had to create um, fictionally. Um, I think that's really important. You know, I I had to create a a scheme whereby a young boy who's very religious um, and wants to be a part of the Catholic Church, but I couldn't ignore all of the the issues around um, kids and Catholic priests. So. How do you deal with that? Well, okay. I think we we dealt with that pretty interestingly in uh, in Aloha. And uh, for those that haven't read it, I mean they'll they'll see you know kind of a of a different spin on retaining your celibacy. <laughs> so you know we didn't shy away from too much. No, I guess not. So uh, you obviously didn't get this book, you said, in hardcover and paperback. And on Kindle. Both books are available, hardcover, paperback, Kindle. Just go to Amazon.com, type in Aloha or Adios and uh, Anna or Wooten, E-N-N-A, or W-O-O-T-T-E-N, and they will pop right up. They're also available on Kindle. the website that we mentioned again is alohatrilogy.com. Uh, we'd love it if people would blog with the new president about issues and get his points of view. Um, 
But uh, that's pretty much it, um, and uh, we are thrilled once again to be asked to be a part of your show. Um, we can't right, tell you how much, and you seem to be reading my mind today, so that's good. <laughs> people do that. People tell me that. They say, well, how do you it's conversation. We have a conversation. Yeah. So that they don't feel uh, you know, like I'm attacking. And I say, well, that's not really what it's about. It's about converse, a normal conversation between two people who have, you know, we have views of your of your uh, story here. So that's great. Yeah, I got I think... for anybody else who wants to know, uh, I've got this on uh, on chat, AlohaTrilogy.com. So that way you guys can click on there and be able to find him. I will also, in a few minutes, be able to get his uh, link, direct link on Amazon, so that way you guys can get the book directly, or both books directly, so that way you uh, get right there and buy it now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I would tell them all, please watch for the final book in the trilogy, which will probably be in February. Uh, goodbye. Well, I know I'm reading Adios, and I plan on reviewing that for the newspaper that I am managing editor for now. Oh, and, great. Uh, so, yeah, these are subjects, even though they're science fiction and fantasy, uh, speculative fiction readers, uh, they're widely read people. And so they, they like this kind of controversial type of uh, story. And uh, uh, I often say, well, it's, it has anything to do with science fiction. Well, what are you talking about? His ideas are are just outlandish enough to be, you know, stranger than fiction. So <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's speculative fiction. <laughs> that's great. Well, I, once again, I'm just very thankful that you were nice enough to invite us back, and I I hope I get a chance to uh, laugh with you on how this whole thing works out when Goodbye comes out. Definitely, and uh, to finish the books before I, I interview you next time. But that way, I'll say, hey, now we got all three, and <laughs> let's talk about what you did here. So awesome! I, I'm that would looking be great. forward to it. Be great, well, thanks, Patty. Thank you, and tell Dennis hello. And I uh, will do that. You guys have a great night. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye now. Bye bye. Well, that was Steve, and uh, we really appreciate him coming on and being with us today on our show from KWAD Radio. And this is Patty Holstrand. I'm going to take a brief break here as I get some information on here for you on the chat. And also, uh, I'm going to give you Steve's uh, uh, Facebook pages. He's attached to me there. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, you know some of the things that are, other stories and other uh, shows that we have coming up in a few minutes here. So let's take a brief break now.
This is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Hillstrand, and I'm on again. I gave you guys a lot of uh, links there for Steve and uh, and Dennis and, his, and their books, Aloha and Adios. Uh, first you got the Aloha's, uh, you know, the, the book uh, from Amazon, the print book, and then, of course, you've got the, uh, the Kindle. Uh, information there, and as well as Steve's Facebook page because he's uh, attached to me on Facebook. So we'd like to say again, thanks, Steve, for coming on, and and we wish you guys all the luck when it comes to this, getting this story out to uh, you know in the third issue, and also definitely would love to see this on uh, in the movie. And I think that it's definitely timely, and it's something that we could definitely get into. be a lot of fun. But the thing is that I'd like to know is, is there anything that blows up? Because, you know, if it's going to be a summer blockbuster, we've got to blow things up. So I sure hope in your third book, uh, Goodbye, that you have a lot of things that are blowing up. Because, yeah, we need that in order to actually be a real uh, action-packed thriller. So the, the question is, uh, the one thing that I wanted to bring up is at the end here is that one thing that we're talking about timeliness and the other thing we're talking about even though it's fiction you you need to do research um and that comes up an awful lot um, a lot of people talking to me about well you know they come up to me and say well you're just into fiction authors says you don't do any research you just sit down and create the story um I do know some authors who can definitely just sit down and create a story. And uh, but again, it comes from keys from things that they listens and hears in conversation. And when that happens, he's able to pull out little things that he hears and things that it, he's witnessed and and come up with a story. And that would be Charles Burgess, and we will be talking with him again. Uh, tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock Arizona time. And that would be, you know, it's 3 o'clock California time and uh, it'd be an hour later. See, that would be 5 o'clock Wisconsin time and 6 o'clock Eastern time for those friends that we have in Chicago in Illinois, hey, and also our friends in in the and the other side, we've got lots of friends in Philadelphia, hey, Mike, and we also have friends in, uh, you know what? I just my brain just went and just totally shut down. <laughs> but we say Cotton and Deanna and. Uh, uh, and that's just it. I just can't remember. So, uh, we, hey, you're our friends, and we know where you are. And uh, we say, hey. So, uh, we wanted to say that when it comes to developing a story, that sometimes you have to ha- you know, you things little things that you have going on in your life during the day uh, wind up coming out in your story, and you can sit down and write it. But even though uh, Charles writes uh, on the cusp, as I as I put it, he sits down and he starts writing, and and 
pretty much until he's he's done with that story or halfway in between it, and then and then he lets it go for a little bit, and then goes and does something else, um, and then comes back to it. Um, the thing is that there's still some things that he has to go back and and double check on. Um, he likes to use a lot of a uh, lot of musical uh, groups and songs and things, so that way uh, those reader will know. Uh, what time period he's talking about, and uh, it, it'll get understanding of the uh, of the character because of the music that the character likes, and and uh, so we get to know them that way. Well, you still have to double check on things like you know names of the groups and and the song titles need to be correct, and and these kind of things because I have to tell you that the, the readers catch these things. So uh, even if you don't have to research something, uh, you still need to go back and, and in the editing process, uh, double check in, of your facts. And, and one of them is obviously uh, getting uh, names and places correct. So either way, you're going to have some kind of, some kind of research that you need to be doing. Um, if you're doing historical, obviously, if you have any kind of historical, and even if you're changing history, you still, as, as I put it, as I, I write time travel, and uh, and it's historically based, and I often laugh about it and say, well, you know, you have to know what your history is because, say, well, did you know this happened and that happened at that time? Yes, I do. I do know that that happens because, you know, you need to know uh, your history before you can screw it up. <laughs> They didn't know what happened in, the, in that time. Uh, the river didn't go that that way in that time. Yes, I I know that because actually I can tell them that the actual year that that it had diverted. So you're prepared. You know things that are, that happened, and you know things. Well, yes, the river did divert, but not until 200 years after my character's gone. So then you got you got them off guard. It's like oh. It was in you know 1789. It's several hundred years later, so uh, you're prepared to say, "Yes, I know that. That I change it because of this. I change you know some things that you have to change if you're if you're doing altered history, and uh, it's not going to be exactly the way it was written in historical in history books. So you have to come up with all the reasons why." that happened the way it did. And uh keep track of why those things happen and and, and I it's often I have a a couple of uh files which I keep track of the places which I find uh, a lot of this information. Psychopedia like Britannica. I, I don't always go for Wikipedia because it's not always right. Um uh, we often find that uh, because people can write in it it's just not necessarily true so uh, that's not the best place to get our facts also being from a journalism background it's always good to check your facts twice so that's my uh, my key for you guys today and that's my uh, ending to uh, the story that we're talking about about Steve and his second installment of his book, Adios, to go with his really tongue-in-cheek story, Aloha. So with that, I'm going to end it, end the evening a little earlier. 
and uh, <clears throat> go off and have my dinner. So, this is KWAD Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand signing out for today. And I really enjoyed the discussion with Steve again. And look, we look forward to seeing his third installment in February. And with that, have a good evening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.